This is Farfetched Threads, our people podcast, where you can hear the real stories about life as a farfetcher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Farfetched Threads, our people podcast. My name is Andrea Gomes. I lead employer brand and people communications here at Farfetch. And today I'm delighted to welcome Kim Wiley, our people development director, for a conversation about development. Hi, Kim. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so before starting with the questions, I would like to ask you to talk us a bit about your personal journey and your development. I remember in 2018 when you joined uh, the company and would like to know more about that. Yeah, sure. So um, I would say this, I've been at Farfetch four years now, as you, as you just mentioned. Uh, it's the last chapter in what I would call a very squiggly career that's got to me got got me to this point. Um, spent some 12 years at Google previously to coming to Farfetch. Did lots of different types of work. I've had work in finance. I've done work in advertising agencies, Google, digital transformation, change management, and now uh, people development. And I feel like I really love the world of people development. I think the one common factor in my career today has really been the intersection of people and technology. And we've obviously got that here at Farfetch. So since then, it's been yeah an exciting journey as you know, we've, we've spent time together during that four years. But I think there was we were 3000 people in the company when I joined and we're like 7000 now. And throughout the, the time here, built a center of expertise for development. Um, starting very small and gradually building up programs and partnering offerings. Um, still a long way to go, but I think we've got a pretty special development offering. That's interesting because I definitely remember when you joined and since then people development, development and, and development actually was a pillar of the people promise and, and uh, the people strategy as a whole. Uh, but development is really hard to capture what it means, right? It is, uh, yeah. And for different individuals, it kind of means different things. How challenging do you feel that that has been and yeah. how do you feel that you tackle that uh, because of those different interpretations of what it means yeah that's a really good point and I think everyone you know if we were to ask anyone in the team or you know in the room like what does development mean for you it does mean something different and for some people I think for a lot of people they're still very attached to the idea that development is a step up a ladder it's a promotion rather than an expansion of knowledge experience network and skills um, and I guess the the remit of the development team is to create the conditions for people to take ownership of the career whatever that might be um, and ultimately create an environment where they can develop new skills, have new experiences. And if their personal, I guess, ambition is to move up the ladder or maybe it's sideways or to something else, then, then they're able to take ownership of that. And we just put the, the structure and programs in around so that they can, they can do that, whatever their journey might be. That sense of ownership, it's, it's really important. And, and I, I, I know we use the kind of claim, uh, own your career and mm -hmm. thrive. Uh, how do you feel that ownership in terms of development also helps to foster a, a learning culture and, and somehow embed learning uh, in an organization? Yeah, it's, and it's an, interesting, it is an interesting thing. We really wanted to make it clear that every one of us is responsible for our own career. But of course, we need to enable managers to help know how to support their their team members um, and when, when they want to move into different roles. So it's, it's a two-way thing, but it's really up to the individual to take the ownership because no one else knows 
what's the right career journey for them. We all aspire to different things and no one knows what those things are unless we talk about them and we tell people and that's when we can get the support. So when we talk, you know, take ownership of your career and thrive, what we do as a team, we want to put the conditions in place. So what are the programs we can offer? What are the tools and the systems? Toolkits, we've got a fantastic development toolkit um, and people can use that to try and pick their own path through, through their career. But ultimately, no one can, t I can't tell you what your development journey should be. You, you can't tell me what mine is, but we know what our own are and we need to be able to talk about that and, and have people help us to get there. Yeah. But ultimately it's our journey. Definitely, I can remember a time when we started to talk about these things and, and uh, just within my, my team, I started to ask and, and try to capture what development mm -hmm. meant for the different people and I got loads of answers yeah. and different answers exactly because it's different and mm -hmm. you can as a manager somehow uh, support create the, the, the framework uh, coach mentor but but then it's it's really different for each individual yeah. so it's great that that we have that approach yeah and actually quite often if you have that mindset of, of developing in, in, your, in your career you will learn that you develop every day because you learn yeah. uh, and and feedback somehow plays an important role in that as well uh, mm -hmm. how do you feel that feedback should be somehow seen in a different way and and connected mm -hmm. with development it's a, it's a good point so i think the first point i just call out what you what you mentioned there makes me think about the importance of having a growth mindset which is this idea that we've all got potential to grow and learn uh, we're not fixed in our capability. So encouraging people to have a growth mindset is, is a starting point. Then I think feedback, it, feedback's still, feedback's very easy, it's free, you know, it costs nothing, it can be done very quickly. But I think people still have uh, challenges with feedback because it can be quite emotionally charged. And we have, um, you know, to, to dive into a tiny piece of neuroscience, but we have a negativity bias in our brain right? We're primed to look for potential threat and constructive feedback or negative feedback can be perceived as a threat and it just can spin us off. So if I gave you five bits of great feedback, one piece of constructive feedback, I bet you'll be thinking about the constructive piece rather than the great piece. So it's about creating, I guess, practices um, within the team, creating psychological safety within a team and then giving people a model they can give feedback um, in a way that is helpful for people to grow and develop. So we've, we've created a model, it's a bit of borrowing of other, other uh, feedback models at Farfetch, but SBIN, we call it the SPIN model. Um, what's the situation that you saw that person operating in? What's the behavior you saw from them? What was the impact of that behavior? And then what would you suggest they do next time to have a greater positive impact? And I think if you can construct feedback in that way, situation, behavior impact, next time X, um, you take the emotion out of it, you take the judgment out of it, and it reduces that potential for triggering, um, you know, that kind of threat response that people might have. And it's a great mechanism for growth. Especially the impact possibly also opens the mind to receiving yeah, yeah, feedback exactly. and, 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 and that's really important to be open to feedback. 100%. That's, we should treat um, feedback like a gift. Uh, we don't have to agree with it all the time. It's a piece of data, it's input. We say thank you for giving me that uh, piece of insight. You can go away and you process it. You might take all of the feedback on board, you might take none of it on board, you might take some. Um, but 
whichever, it is a growth moment and it will get you to reflect and, and learn and consider things uh, maybe in a slightly different way, get some different perspectives. So it's hugely valuable. Okay, so let me just go back a bit about to ownership. Can you tell us a bit more about um, the frameworks or programs that you have created uh, to, to go back to that ownership and mm -hmm. to somehow support people to take ownership of their careers? Yeah, so one of the initiatives which we launched, um, gosh, last year I think it was, is the concept of a development toolkit. We originally started by wanting to create a PDP, Personal Development Plan. That was the task I set to the team. And we ended up smashing that out of the water and creating a full toolkit of resources to help people to reflect on who they are, where they are, where they want to, to go. So it's um, framed by a sort of a map, a bit of a pick a path and you can do you know what it is you want? Do you not know? And you can use all these different resources to help you figure out what might be a good next step or what might be a good conversation to have or well, who are the type of people you should you should spark up conversations with and ask them for some mentoring. So lots of different opportunities to just, again, take, take the ownership and figure out what's the right next step for you. And I guess at the, at the back end, then the programs that we put in place for the development, uh, the development team has in place for the business, include um, a, a number of programs which are open to anyone, regardless of which country you're in or which team you're in, some also which level of seniority is not important. Um, so they're agnostic to, to some of those things. So for example, the manager, we've got a kind of portfolio of manager programs right from the uh, people who are not managers but they think they might want to be a manager. And, and often there's this misconception that the only way of progressing in your career is you have to step from a technical path into a manager path. And fundamentally, we don't think that's true here at Farfetch. We think there's multiple ways to progress your career. Um, so we've put, put in place a, a workshop which is called, so you want to be a manager, <laughs> right? So kind of pull back the layers, like what's it really like? Is this really something that you're going to get a lot of joy from or not? Because it's not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. So. People can go through that, get a sense, is this something they might be interested in? If they are progressing through, yeah, okay, management is the path for me. We have a Become a Leads program um, where they get the opportunity to put into practice and we'll learn about the skills and then put them into practice in a safe environment. And then once they are managers, we have manager fundamentals, we have manager hacks, we have the GoFar manager training just to constantly um, help manage po managers polish their skills, um, practice in safe environments, get input from their peers, learn about the latest and greatest research. You know, the, the job of a manager is never done. You've always got to practice and it's like going to the gym, practice and build those muscles. Those muscles and definitely support their team members, right? Yeah, 100%. It's such a, you know, the, the role of the manager is so critical in terms of the happiness and productivity of employees. So it's really um, important. Another thing that I know we have been very much focused on uh, is on programs that contribute to our uh, conscious inclusion efforts. Mm. Do you want to talk us a bit more about those yeah. programs more transversal that we have been putting in place, but also yeah. something very specific uh, for yeah. our Black Employee Network. Yeah, so let me start. We, we've started this um, conscious inclusion journey many years ago now. It's something that's been a big part of, I guess, the culture and the priorities we have here at Farfetch. So it's a really big development initiative that we put every single 
employee through two chapters of breaking bias and consciously including people. So we've got this really great shared language now across the business and those sessions are now incorporated into onboarding. So when new people join, they get that same experience. So that was a massive piece of work and there's, there's many more sessions that have come off the back of that, Race in the Workplace, LGBTQIA+, um, Becoming Allies, etc. So there's a lot of work we do in that. Um, but more recently, as you mentioned, we've um, launched a program called the APIS program. We, we like to name our programs after constellations in the sky. That's inspiring. <laughs> um, APIS is, for anyone who's not a star expert, or constellation expert, APIS is the constellation representing the bird of paradise. Uh, and we want our Ben, our Black Employee Network employees, to soar in their career. Uh, so it's a 12-month pro, uh, program for 10 of our high-performing, high-potential, mid-career level uh, black employees. We are month two and a half into the 12-month um, journey. But yeah, it's, it's um, you know, we're learning on the way as we do with pilots. Um, but so far, we're getting really great feedback. So we're excited to see where that will land us at the end of the, the full pilot. And, and I'm sure we'll be doing many more cohorts in the years to come. And another question, back to uh, taking ownership, we rely a lot in self-paced mode of learning. Uh, how do you feel that that is important and yeah. what are the systems that we have in place and resources for people to uh, do uh, their development and take ownership in their own in time? Their own time, yeah. And I think it's more critical now than probably even before COVID, right? Before COVID, it was much more of a culture. I'm sure many organizations had this where it's about workshops and in-person, of course, there's huge value in that. Um, but you're not then able to learn in the moment, right? And I think one of the powerful things about having a platform where people can dip in and out in the moment of need and pick up what they need so they can get on with the job is just so, so fundamental. So one of the things that we launched Actually, we did very good timing. It was just before COVID and we launched um, Udemy, which is an incredible platform, five and a half thousand uh, courses which are available to all of our employees uh, across the, the group companies that are connected to Workday Learning. And they, people can dip in and out of the courses as they need, as I said, but also if you want to learn about finance or you want to learn about coding or you want to learn about yoga or breath work you know we've got this the, the portfolio is so diverse get a certificate at the end of it pop it on your cv so it's, it's, a, it's a great mechanism for both those in the moment learning requirements or needs also if you want to put some some structured time aside and chip away at building a new capability getting some new qualifications that's available as well it just allows us to all learn in a flexible way that suits us yeah, and that flexibility possibly also helps you to do it in a more engaged way because yeah. it, it, it is when it works for you. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. It was great to have you today in this conversation. And for those who are watching us, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we can't wait to launch the next episode. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure you never miss an episode of Farfetch Threads by subscribing to our Spotify and Farfetch People YouTube channel. If you're ready to do what's never been done, visit farfetchgroupcareers.com. 